Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Claim Your Career Crown podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by our VP of Operations, Amanda, and our wonderful guest, Jessica Morrison. And I am super excited for the show today because we're going to be talking about why increasing your online visibility requires a three-step approach. So this is going to be fantastic. Please, please, please stay tuned in because Jessica is an SEO expert for small businesses. And I've got some bio information here. She helps business owners get greater online visibility and higher search engine rankings with their local market. So Jessica has over 20 years of experience working with multi-million dollar companies in marketing, business development, sales, and influencer marketing. This includes working with companies like Pfizer, which we've all heard of today, <laughs> Walmart, Prana, Stonyfield, and BJ's Wholesale. So Jessica, welcome to the show. This is going to be such a great conversation. Thank you. I am so excited to be here and demystify SEO. All right. Well, I'm going to be all ears. This is going to be fantastic for me. So before we get started, for all our listeners joining us for the first time, make sure you don't miss out on a single episode by subscribing to Claim Your Career Crown wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, if you scroll all the way down, please take another moment and give us that five-star review. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Let's dive right in, Jessica. And I would like, let's just sort of get some background for our audience. Uh, will you share with us your journey on how you became an SEO expert and how you got started in the business? Yeah, I love to tell the story that my career has been jokingly referred to as less than linear, which I thought was hysterical because like many people, I went to a liberal arts college and thought I had it figured out. I was actually a Spanish language and literature major, thought about going to law school, spent a year working in a corporate law firm and decided that, that was not what I wanted to do. So I actually moved out to the West Coast. I live on the East Coast. I moved out to California and got a job working in biofarm in business development and sort of parlayed that into a career in pharmaceutical sales. And then later into running my own blog after I had my family, I decided to take a step back from my sales rep job and I wanted to do something on my own that gave me flexibility. So I actually started a lifestyle blog back when those were brand new. And wow, that field has changed a lot. Uh, but it really got me into doing influencer marketing, WordPress web design. And so after doing WordPress web design for a long time, I kind of really niched down even more into SEO because I felt like that was an area that a lot of small business owners were just totally overwhelmed by and really needed somebody who understood the small business part of it rather than giving them a one-size-fits-all approach to SEO. Well, that sounds great. I mean, that definitely for those of us like ourselves who are qualifying that small business, mm -hmm. um, it is definitely something that is a mystery, at least to me, not to Amanda. <laughs> well, it's, it's a bit of a mystery to me, too. I mean, like you, I also started a blog um, some years ago, but unlike you, I didn't figure out the SEO part of it that well. So um, you said that um, increasing online visibility requires a three-step approach. Why is that and what are those three steps? Okay, I like to talk about SEO holistically. So my view is really that SEO is a bunch of moving parts. And the reason a lot of people are mystified by it, because there's over 200 different factors that go into ranking a website. But in reality, it's impossible to cover all of those factors. So I have small businesses look at three pillars, which are first their website, 
Second, their social media presence. And then third, their local ranking factors, which would be like their uh, Google My Business page and other things that might be specific to their geographic area. Because I think they all have to work in concert. And what Google has done most recently in their latest core web vitals is to really prioritize the user experience and really in business, we should all be thinking of our customer first. And I think I like that they have taken this shift to really make sure that websites are giving their search engine users what they're looking for and that the site is easy to interact with. So really, all three of those pieces work together to give your target audience what they're looking for, when they're looking for it in a way that they can find what they need to easily. Okay. Well, what happens if you are not necessarily local in the sense like for us? You know, obviously we we are we have a business here and uh, uh, in Washington State. Yet we do business globally. So, how it's does still, that impact? It's still super important. And once again, you would still be looking at you know your website presence and your social media. In that sense, when you're looking nationally and globally, you want to then focus a little bit more on your long tail keywords because the benefit you have sometimes of being a local business is that. There are terms that you can use that are you're kind of going to be a bigger fish in a smaller pond, whereas when you're playing on a national or global level, you're in a much bigger pond. So there's less competition for lower volume keywords. So the more that you can niche down, which is always important, but use long tail keywords, it's going to be a lot easier for you to rank when it comes to search engines than it would be, let's say, for example, tips for small business. I mean, that probably has such an immense search engine volume. But if I broke it down into something like, LinkedIn tips for small business for that post that, you know, if I have a good ranking, that's going to give me, I mean, it's going to be easier for me to climb the ladder there than it would be for a really highly sought after keyword, like small business, small business tips, small business marketing. Um, You can take a look at their various tools. And I know we talked before in the episode a little bit about tools you can access to find the volume of keywords and kind of see which ones might make more sense for your business. Um, And that's definitely something to look at. You have to be really strategic about it. Otherwise, you're going to spend a ton of time and you're never going to get on the first page because you're competing against really huge websites. Right. Right. Yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I can see that. So how does someone go about optimizing their website to help rank higher on search engines? The biggest push lately has been mobile, having a responsive website. And luckily, if you're on WordPress and Squarespace and Wix, most of those now are out of the box responsive. But I still advise people to take a look at your website on your phone. I think those of us that work in B2B, we're used to being on our desktop all the time. And we see one version of our website that can look totally different on a phone. And That's because it's made to be responsive for a smaller screen, but you want to just take a look at it and make sure that it's looking the way that you want it to be appearing for your customers. So you want it to load quickly. I mean, we've all been frustrated by, you know, getting so excited to see something in Google and then you click over and it's like the circle still spinning. People will leave your site if your site takes too long to load. So site speed is a huge factor. You know, make sure you're optimizing your images. You don't have too much stuff on your site. I think that's another mistake people make is they're so excited to share stuff that they're just like, people don't even know where to look because there's too much stuff and that can slow down your site. The more scripts, the more plugins, the more things you're running. So definitely say site speed and just usability. I, I think it's a great idea to have people who don't know your business at all, give them their phone and tell them to look at your website and quickly tell you what you do, who you do it for and how they can work with you. And some people are really surprised 
because they forget like basic things like what are your hours? How do I contact you? Is it easy for me to figure out how I might work with you? So take a little inventory. And, and the reason I say people who aren't familiar with what you do is you want somebody who it's just like the first time they're going to be looking at it. So they have absolutely no context and it should be really obvious to them what you do and how you do it for them. Yeah, no, I mean, that all makes sense. And I, I really like your point about speed because I know that that can be really frustrating and about the mobile because it, it's t- sort of unrelated. But I discovered that on LinkedIn because, you know, mobile is queen. Um, mm-hmm. 80% of, I know our users are mobile users. and uh, But I happen to be looking at my LinkedIn profile on my mobile because there's certain things you can do on your mobile in the app that you can't do on your desktop. And I went, oh, my profile image looks all wonky. You know, the background one. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and it was like, oh, okay, I need to fix that. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, and it be- was... It was such a simple thing to actually go in and, and fix it. But um, but I on my desktop, I never saw that it, you know, when it got onto that mobile, it had sort of squished it all together. So my actual, my picture was over, over on, on top of some text I had in the background, right? <laughs> and that can still happen even in a responsive theme. And that's why it's important to look at. Um, even though they'll tell you your website, you know, is responsive. Sometimes you'll see text breaks and different things that you would pick up on if you just checked in on it a little bit regularly, especially after you've made changes. But the caveat there is, you know, you should look at your analytics because you may have more or less mobile traffic than you expect. As I said before, some people who are mostly B2B are their visitors are probably on a desktop and they may not have quite as large of a mobile, but it's still really important. And I think that the key point here is that Google is going to give preference in ranking to sites that are considered mobile friendly. And it's very easy to do. You can go, if you Google, Google mobile friendly tests, all you have to do is put in your URL and it will tell you a yes or no answer, whether it considers your website to be mobile friendly. Yeah. Well, that's a great tip. That's a great tip for our audience. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of LinkedIn that we just mentioned, how can someone use their social media presence to improve their SEO? So social media is one of those things where it's social signals are really important. So going back to what Google is prioritizing, it looks to its customer base to kind of give indicators of what is important, valuable, trusted sites. So it goes without saying that the more times you are mentioned on social or people are sharing your content that you've shared on social media, that's sending a signal back to the search engine that this content is popular and people seem to be resharing this content. So it's probably pretty valuable. The other way that it can be really important is in terms of, especially with brand new sites, if you're a brand new business owner that just launched your site, many times it takes a while for your content to be indexed. And you may find that your listing on Facebook, for example, your Facebook page actually ranks higher than your website itself. And you don't want to miss out on claiming those profiles so that people can still find you through your Facebook page and then go through to your to website URL. So social media, it's just about building community, creating quality content and having people reshare it is only going to benefit you in terms of your search and ranking. It's not I wouldn't say it's the most important part, but it's another one of those pieces that I think will as people you know, continue to use social media. It's a good indicator of what content generally the stuff that's shared and does well on social probably is going to rank higher in SEO also. Yeah, that makes sense. And is it true? um, I might be a little bit mistaken on this, but I think um, when you set up your website, you can kind of connect it with your social media platforms um, using 
depending on your theme or whatever plugin you're using. Does that also help with the ranking, having your website connected with your different social platforms? Yeah, it's more so the actual link on Facebook. I mean, people, the goal of your website should be to keep people on your website. So I say it's a good idea to have those icons, but you don't want to necessarily encourage people to go off your website either, because the longer they stay on your actual website page, the better it is for your rankings, because that's seen as a positive if people are hanging around your site. So the way I explain social media is it always should be sending people back to your website, because we've all seen what happens on Facebook and Facebook groups. You know, if you get the bulk of your clients through a Facebook group, what happens if your group gets shut down because you violated terms of service all of a sudden? your audience is gone. So the goal should always be, you will own your website, especially when you're self-hosted on WordPress. That is your domain and you own it and you own that content. So you really wanna use that as a tool to direct people back to your website whenever possible. Right, okay, definitely. Um, how often should people be working on their SEO in general? Is that something you should be doing monthly or weekly or, or daily or even more than that? I recommend that people at a minimum take a look at it monthly. I think one thing I would recommend to business owners is make sure you have Google Analytics installed on your website. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes I see is that when people are ready to get invest in SEO for their business, it is so helpful when you've had that tracking code installed and you can go back and take a look at the history of your website. So Google Analytics is a free tool that you can use. You insert tracking code into your website and it basically tells you so many things about your audience, where they're searching from, what device they're using, where they're going on your website, how long are they staying? So all of that information you can use and take a look at monthly to kind of see where are people coming from? Like you may find that you have a new referral source, somebody linked to your page from their website and you're getting a lot of traffic from there, or maybe you've noticed an uptick in a certain region. So these things can help you guide your content and where you're focusing on your business. Cause you may see that there's an area that you didn't realize you had an opportunity in and you can kind of tweak that. So if you're doing blogging, which I would recommend that you have, whether you call it a blog or news or however you want to describe it, a great tool to use is to, do something there monthly so that you're constantly pinging the search engines that you're updating your site, but also it's a great way to put keywords and get ranked for different keywords. So I would yeah. say at a minimum monthly. Yeah. But the, like for us with where our podcast, which is every week, um, mm -hmm. that's something that we're adding content. And then mm -hmm. we're also adding content in our, in the news page with mm -hmm. uh, I'm a guest on podcasts all the time, just like you're a guest on ours today. Yeah. Uh, so that is, this is, still doing the same thing as writing an article. Is that correct? Or Yes. Okay. Yes. And you want to make sure that you are using those keywords too, in the sense that there's a bunch of different places you can use keywords. It's in the title of that post. You know, you don't want to oversaturate. And this is the other thing that people can kind of mistake, make the mistake of doing. You don't want it to sound like you stuffed them in there because Google like really got away from that. It used to be years ago that people would like put keywords in everywhere. And we've all come across an article on the web where you're like, well, this makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. <laughs> because they were just putting keywords in there. So it should be natural, but you want to make sure they're in there and your headings, you can change kind of the, it doesn't have to be word for word. So it's using those same types of terms, but putting them in titles and headings, you know, when you can use them in your site title or other places, but it's a great way to really, there's so many different keywords there. So if you have different clusters, those types of posts, like your podcast episodes are great ways to kind of put things into different buckets that you kind of want to rank for, if that makes sense. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that Amanda does a really fantastic job on that, which is yay. Thank you, Amanda. Um, but for everyone out there, is SEO something individuals or small companies can really manage on their own or should they hire an agency? I think you can definitely do things on your own. It really depends on how much you want to invest in doing it. That being said, their companies, huge corporations have entire departments or agencies on contract to do that. But you want to start somewhere and anything you do is only going to help you moving forward. So as a small business owner, things like taking care of your Google My Business profile are things you can do. Um, you can get plugins. If you use WordPress, Yoast SEO is the plugin I always recommend people use. Start somewhere. Start maybe even by putting Google Analytics in there and start looking at what kind of content is popular. There's little baby steps that you can take. And maybe if you realize, OK, it's starting to bring in a lot of traffic maybe I'm going to invest a little bit more and hire somebody to come in and help me, you know, further refine what I'm doing on SEO. But it's one of those things that it's the gift that keeps on giving where it's, it's not a quick fix. And that's another thing. I think small business owners, I work with small local business owners, they, a lot of times really get taken advantage of by companies who are like, Hey, we can get you on the first page of Google in a week for only, you know, $29 a month. I would be very wary of anybody that promises you that because they're probably not doing it in a way that Google likes. And that can really be disastrous for you if Google decides to shut you down because you did something shady. So really, you know, look at try try not to do those kinds of things. I think small business owners, that's why I work with them is I want them to get something that is specific to their business in the sense that you may not need your this business might just need to spruce up their Google My Business profile, do some optimization of their images. Another business may have nothing in place. And so they're gonna kind of need a different approach. But I think they have such a huge opportunity. And I think they sometimes come in and they're afraid to get started, but it'll it's a long game, but it is so valuable because it will bring people, it brings customers to your website while you sleep. And there's really nothing else that can do that for you. So I think yeah. it's super valuable, not something to really be overlooked at all. Yeah, yeah, no, and I'm really interested in um, learning more at, at some other time in that conversation, because the Google My Business is another area that, um, you know, a lot of businesses sort of miss out creating those, that profile. Um, I mean, yeah, I know it took us a few things, steps to do that, right, to get it mm -hmm. put to put up, but then we don't really interact with it at all. <laughs> And so I'm going like, okay, this is probably an area that we need to be doing something. Um, so I'd love to hear about that some more at some other time. Uh, yeah, if you're up use that. yes, because they Google rewards people that use their products. And that is just, that's always the way they do it. And they encourage you to interact with that. So even if it's a picture you put up, you can post your Google My Business profile. So a lot of times I was speaking with a client, an interior designer the other day, share progress pictures or some finished projects that you've done. Like those kind of things, the more you post there, it's kind of, they're seeing you as being fresh and they're going to serve, they will reward you for using their platform and always, always respond to reviews. That's the other thing is people don't respond to com to reviews. Even if they're positive or negative, always acknowledge Google will send you a reminder that somebody left you a review, please respond. So if you do what they ask you to do, they do reward you with search engine ranking. So, you know, make it, put a reminder in your calendar, even if it's once a month, share a podcast appearance you were on, share a picture, share something because that is prime real estate on the right-hand side of the screen that a lot of times where your Google My Business profile will show up. And that's the first interaction somebody has with you. So why not make it a splash? And so they definitely click through to either schedule a time to talk to you or visit your site. Yeah, no, that's great. That is a great suggestion. And 
Um, Jessica, thank you so much for sharing how listeners can optimize their website, social media presence, and their local SEO ranking factors. This has been really valuable. And I know our listeners are going to want to know more about where they can find you and learn more. Yes, they can find me on my website, which is seasidedigitaldesign.com. I also love to hang out on LinkedIn under the same title and then also on Instagram. So I'm happy to help. I have some great resources if you want to come check them out. It's simple things you can do in less than an hour. I have three steps you can take in less than an hour to increase your online visibility. So go ahead and grab that. And speaking to small business owners who wear very many hats is kind of a quick hit thing that will at least start getting them some search engine traffic. All right. Well, we will definitely provide the links below for everyone so that you can um, take advantage of this wonderful offer that Jessica has provided. And uh, so for everyone who's joined us, thank you so much, Jessica, Amanda. This has been such an informative discussion. And for those of you listening, if you have ideas that you'd like to share, um, please you know, leave us a comment in the comment section. We will respond to you. <laughs> We love hearing your thoughts. And if you have a question or would like to suggest uh, topics for a discussion, you can email us at jointheconversation@petitequeen.com, And to stay current on all our wonderful uh, podcasts, uh, the resources that we offer, all of that wonderful stuff, please sign up for our weekly wisdoms newsletter at petitequeen.com and you will never miss out on any of these wonderful, wonderful assets. All right, Jessica, Amanda, thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you.